Welcome to my anonymous friend. Now here are your hosts, Timmy Tux and Jennifer McCullough. Welcome back to My Anonymous Friend. I am Tammy Cox, and this is Jennifer McCollum. Today's guest caller is Jessica Vanderbilt, who declined to be anonymous and wanted to share her story of a traumatic experience she faced in her life and how she has overcome this experience. Hello, Miss Jessica. Hi, how are you? We are so good, and we are so happy to have you, and I'm so happy to share this experience. Well, I'm excited to be here and I, you know, I don't know what trauma is worth unless you can use it to better someone else's story. Mm, I'm so inspired by, you know, what we're going to hear and I don't even know all of it, but the thing is, it's just an honor to have you and you're going to be a blessing to so many out there too. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That is my goal that is my heart's desire. So I'm super excited that you guys asked me to join you today. And I was so happy that my schedule opened up and allowed for it. So this is definitely a divine time. And I'm really pumped to see how this all goes. (laughs) Sure is. Sure is. Well, let's, let's start right at four years ago, because that's where, that's where you experienced a, a very big life changing moment. Yeah. Yeah. I did. It was about three and a half, four years ago. And my children, you know, they're my life. I have three children. They're all about a year apart. And family what's, is what's your everything oldest? to me. How old is my oldest? oldest she, she's 16. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got one turning 15 and I have a 13 year old son. So two daughters and a, a young boy. Mm. And um, they're beautiful, so... by the way. They're beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I think so, but they're mine. So yeah. <laughs> We always love our own little offspring. Well, Um, Jessica and her husband, they are hot. They are one hot couple. (laughs) Okay, now I need her here. Yeah, exactly. She is real hot. We could be the three hot musketeers. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'll take it. (laughs) I'll take it. I I appreciate that so much. So you you Um, were stating that you have the three kids. They're your life. They are beautiful. And so this has to do with them, obviously, right? It does. And, you know, it's, you know, you just, family is supposed to be the place that you can trust the most. And unfortunately, we were betrayed the most by our family. So about three and a half years ago, my, my kiddos, they, we were going through a traumatic event with another family member, which triggered a response from them that was very unusual. One of my kids started to say things like, oh yeah, you know, kind of like when Papa makes us dance like ballerinas naked, things like that. And I said, excuse me, I don't understand what's going on. And and this is the first yeah, time you're hearing this, right? Absolutely. I knew nothing. The man that they called grandfather was busy in our church. He was active like in ministry with what? us. Mm-hmm. We had home fellowships together. He he was actually on a peer desires group at our church that helped men with trouble with sexual issues. And so he actually led that group and was a mentor to so many men. And sitting down with our kids that night, hearing that first comment, we realized that something really wrong had been going on for several years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
they had to hide it because of the threats that he would would tell them. So the story got so thick and so dark because so many layers of information was leaking out. It took it took us about a year and a half to get all the information because the amount of shame that my kids had been carrying. Wow. So wow. we actually, we lived in California at the time. I actually left the state and moved away to get near my sister so that we could kind of go through this trauma with a little bit more support by my side. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we did call the police and we did have him arrested and he just got sentenced maybe three months ago. That's how long it took. So So, that was a total of four years. So was he in prison this whole time? He was in jail the entire time and he is now sentenced in prison. Um, And he has now been sentenced in a prison where another family member is is also stationed. Oh, really? They're both there? They're both there. So does it have anything to do with each other at all or what they were doing? Yes, they both have similar offenses and they both were placed in the same the same prison. Oh, I did not realize that they were in the same prison, Jessica. Wow. Yes. So Layers on both sides, yeah, on both sides of the family, we had offenses and sexual assault. So, so and it all happened at the same time. It was very, it yeah, was, a, it was like I was living in someone else's life. It's so hard to that, describe. That is so tragic. And, and when your, yeah. your kids first made that, that first comment, from uh-huh. there, it from there the story unfolded, and it took what did you say a year and a half for all of the truths to come out? Yeah, for all of it to come out. So what? Yeah. So take it back to the experiences that they were going through, and uh-huh. when and there were no signs at all, nothing, right? And there was small, subtle things that we just didn't connect the dots. Of course, because you trust your family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And can you share some of those? Because we'd love for our viewers to just not that every, not that every, every child is different, right? They don't, they're not all going to have the same things, but we want to give people things to look out for. So if you could give us just a few of those, I think that'd be so helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So I noticed that my kids were searching some strange things on their history on their tablets. Mm. And it was kind of like, like, cause my, my girls are females and they were looking up things about body parts. And I thought, well, maybe they're curious, Mm -hmm. but one of the games that he played with them was, um, it was like truth or dare. So he groomed them in this truth or dare game where he would basically get them to show body parts and then he would say well aren't you going to ask me now and dare me to do that and so that way they would feel blamed because they asked him to do it Mm. so he groomed and positioned them so we started noticing that they were playing these truth or dare games but they sounded kind of like well that's kind of a weird thing to dare someone to do you Mm. know like okay we don't moon people and you know what I mean because it kind of started off like that So those were like the very small little subtle things. It's just this weird search history and like, hey, why are we looking at these kind of inappropriate things? And how old was your oldest when this all started? How old were they when they were going through this and experiencing it? It began in the first grade. Yeah. So she was just really, really little. Mm. And he did I would say like seven years old. 
when it yeah. began. Mm. How would you even know that? Yeah, at seven, that is yeah. well, and that's the thing too with a grooming, right, Jessica? Is that it starts? Yeah. It starts by something that with a game, with a game, something yeah. super lighthearted and playful, and uh, it grows right. into something w- way more, way and dark, it just gets out of control where they don't. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, did the, so you have three, did this happen to all three? Yeah. So all three of the kids were all involved in what was going on. My son being the one that tried to speak up and he physically tried to harm him. And I didn't find out about this until obviously after everything came out, um, I don't know how much details you guys are wanting oh, or how you, much is safe or unsafe. Yeah. No, for wh- the whatever, whatever know, is, like, whatever is comfortable for you, because here's the thing, this is education. This is yeah. education. And how, how can we know if we don't, if we don't know what's possible? So yeah, however far definitely. you're willing to, to go, what you're comfortable with yes. sharing, what whatever okay. comes onto your heart, because there are people out there who are experienced in this and who are silenced and mm-hmm. who yeah. don't have a voice and maybe your story or something that you have been through can truly help them. Absolutely. And yeah. if you if you know some of the ways that they could be threatened, then you can speak right. t- to those things also. So, yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. He basically built a fort up in like the attic kind of like in the rafters of his shop in the garage in the home that he lived in that my family, like, you know, our family lived in and he would take them up into the rafters and it was like their fort. So he always wanted to play with the kids and be alone with the kids. And he'd always say, let me give you a break. I'm going to take the kids and I'll take them to the house and we'll go play and we'll play hide and seek and, you know, just get it, you know, get them out of your hair for a bit always the person willing to play with the kids. He was always goofing off with the kids instead of the adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and how I, I remember. Like, oh, he just loves the kids. Loves like, kids. Loves that's, kids, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, it's fine. Like at least the kids have a grandfather that like really wants to hang out with them. Well, when my son tried to speak up, they were up in that little fort that he made in the rafters. And my son said, I'm going to tell grandma, I'm going to tell my mom that you're making me show myself and you're making my sisters touch you. And he was just freaking out. And so he actually hung him upside down by his foot over the garage floor, mm. trying to drop him. And then he also sat, tried suffocating him because he was screaming. Hmm. So that's the type of behavior that would come at my kids when my kids wouldn't perform what he wanted. He would wow. panic and freak out and get physically aggressive and hurt them. So, And this, guy, and this man that did this was yeah. a step-grandparent um, so he was married to yeah. your mom, mother-in-law, my, mo- my, my mother-in-law. mother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. My father passed away when I was 16. So they so didn't sorry. really have a grandfather. He came in the picture before the kids were born. Him and I got really, really close. He like, he was a dad to me mm-hmm. and there was no signs or symptoms. He was very, very sweet and kind. And he really kind of took over the raising of me when my dad passed. Okay. So, you know, Joseph and I, my husband, we've been together since I was 14. You know, he took me into his family. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, awesome. And they kind of helped, like, bring me up. And so. And, and too, Jessica, yeah. I, I had the same experience with him. You know, he was, okay. he, you know, in the church, he was, right. he was a spiritual father to me as well. Absolutely. So I had the same experience. And I, and I remember years ago, us talking about that, you know? Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. the interesting part is, you know, people 
people can be capable of things you would not, you would not even imagine. So it's shocking. Continue on. But I just wanted to interject that too, because it wasn't like, you know, I, I think Jessica's a real smart cookie. I'm very keen on human, human behavior. And so for both of us to be deceived like that into thinking that he was something very different. I mean, he was, he was volunteering at all the events at church, any, any, like any mission situation that he can get involved in, he was. And so it's just pretty much like the last person you would think. But they hide it so well until they can't anymore. The truth comes out, but now he can't do it to anybody else. Yeah. So Jessica, he, you you could even say he groomed you too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He deceived. He He deceived so many. So Mm -hmm. then, so then go ahead. Yeah, he built this relationship with me where he wanted me to call him dad. He wanted me to feel like like I was only his daughter. Like that's all I've ever known. Like that's the relationship he wanted with me. And and he you know, was if, and he was married mm-hmm. um to your mother-in-law. We'll we'll keep yes. names out of it. He was married to your mother-in-law when you and Joseph got yeah. together. Yeah, so they got married right before Joseph and I got married. So mm-hmm. they had been dating for several years, as long as Joseph and I had been. We've been together for oh. 20 years. They were dating at the same time. He came in the family the same time I was coming in the family. So we kind of blended in together mm-hmm. and kind right. of bonded through that experience. Yeah. yeah. So Was he a narcissistic person? Or did he know, have so, character? I think anybody capable of this has to be. Yeah. Because he was they grooming in a way that was like making it seem like it was on them too, right? Like that just seems like a oh, so cruel. He did, and he used he used items and like contraptions to, you know, hang them on. You know, undressed. He did some weird stuff. It wasn't just the normal like I have an attraction to children. It was like I'm an exhibitionist, and I want I have some weird weird desires and I'm going to live that out through these young children because I can, because I had control. He needed to have control Hmm. to get whatever it is that he was trying to fill to satisfy himself. That's how he did it. Well, and I think the shocking part to me is the fact that all three of your kids were manipulated together. It's not like he did and had an individual relationship with all three of them. He really, they did this together. Yeah, this was a together ordeal. As Jojo became became more uncomfortable, he started to leave him out more and just mm. mostly involve the girls. Okay. And especially when they went through their developing stage. I mean, that's when I believe that it turned a corner to where now there was a lot more involved. So, mm. so I'd love to hear about, okay, so... Uh, the stages of you finding out about this. I know that when some of the information leaked out initially, you were like, okay, you, you really wanted to be quick to like forgive. Like you wanted to, um, you really wanted to smooth it out. You didn't know how bad it was at that moment. And you guys were kind of on this journey of like forgiving him. So tell me how it unraveled from there. So I didn't really have information like what we had. I just knew that, like, I thought he mooned them. He said that he just was joking around and mooned them. I thought that was really weird. So then we cut off the relationship with him, with the kids. 
and we we had him go to counseling and we talked to the church like hey this happened but we don't know if there's more and he said no 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 like i was joking around and i i we thought he thought he had his boxers on when he was in his sweatpants out working the shop and like was goofing off that's kind of the impression that was like given to me that's what i thought but something in me was like there's something more going on here and i just didn't feel comfortable so you know, there was a huge gap of like six or nine months where we were like, you cannot be near our kids until we, we figure this out, you know? Mm -hmm. So once we finally learned all the details, there was no going back. There was no chance. There was no chance of working anything out because now we know what really happened and he lied and he didn't actually come like tell the church like he was supposed to about all the details. Mm -hmm. So there was no hope in restoration because he was too dangerous for society Mm. at that point. Yeah. And we had to make that hard choice. And I had to look at my mother-in-law and say, like, this is what it felt like. It was like, I have to turn this man in that you love the man that we love, but it isn't the man that we know. Yeah. It's it's so true. It's so true. Like if someone has the capability to do this, the way I always think about it is like, well, if, if someone lets these things ride out then there's more victims that are going to come down the pipe it's it always works that way there may be too but well they say for every for every 10 victims right one comes forward so like it's already happened 10 times before the truth comes out so it's like keeping that a secret is keeping that a secret is just creating more victims i feel like so That's just my perspective. I I think that what you did was so freaking brave and and absolutely necessary. And I, you know, me as a trauma coach, I deal with moms. I mean, sorry, I deal with the victims after they're grown up. And so Mm -hmm. many of them went to their mom. They went to their family members and said, this is happening. And the mom didn't believe them. Nothing was done. And so we are, are the, 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 the trauma just from their mother not believing them and then not holding that person accountable is far more than the actual act itself when, when it comes down to working That's with because that person. because you're, you're telling the one person who birthed you, who you trust. Right. Yeah, who, who you trust, who, right? Who is basically everything, right? So and I'm just saying yeah. that that has come, come through in so many of the trauma sessions and the clients I've dealt with. So yeah. I think what you did yeah. was, was tell your kids like you are so freaking important. You don't deserve Absolutely. any of this. And I will take this to the utmost degree to make sure that this does not happen to anyone else. Absolutely. Like, I think that is a very powerful message and it's, Absolutely. and it's a stance I would take myself. Jessica, I really how, appreciate that. how are the, how are the kids doing now? Like what, what kind of resources are you using now for them, um, to get them through? Okay. Cause we know they have obviously some trauma that they went through. Yeah. The initial reaction that we went through was that my, one of my daughters did end up in, um, a psychiatric unit for teens. She did have attempt suicide. The whole mm-hmm. process of coming out and just, dis- and, you know, exposing what was going on led to a lot of opinions around us. People even that were in the family that were not proud of what we did. Mm. And of turning him in. Yeah. A lot of shame and blame went on my kids Mm. and comments and statements were made to them (sighs) um, that they caused it. 
you know. Wow. So oh wow. yeah, a first wow. grader yeah. causing it. Yeah. Okay. That they is... wanted to play the game, you know, mm-hmm. that they were trained to play, you know. So I've had to really help their brains like rewire. Yeah. Like your body has expression and your body feels things a certain way and those feelings you know even being touched or even seeing someone be touched can excite a certain feeling but it doesn't make it the right type of feeling in the right setting Mm -hmm. so like all the confusion a child goes through through that process is very damaging and so they are currently still in therapy we've been doing therapy since this whole thing started and how many how long has this been now we are uh, we are at our three about a three and a half year mark now but how long was the um, abuse the, going on for? Okay, so the abuse all in all was three years long. Okay, three years. Three or four years long, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he, so. I cannot, I, I just can't fathom someone blaming a child from a grown-ass yeah. man. Yeah, yeah like, I know. Liter- and, and, literally. And, and, just, and just the fact that anyone would have – the Anything nerve to, to speak to these kids, period. Okay, you. Okay to you. Yeah. But to say anything to those kids, wow. I mean, that's well, that is I was, sad. I was at a level 10 when I was standing there hearing this conversation at my kids, and I went 10, like at mm. level 10. Oh, yeah. So, Any, I would imagine. I mean, I'd probably – I'd probably go to – freaking a hundred i oh it was yeah i mean you're you're a calm person tammy beats I, up men that would yeah. <laughs> she that would beat him up for you that would, that would oh, take me I, would so, not I, I don't think he would have made it to prison if those were my kids quite honestly well um, then you yeah. would be in jail too i hear you like you no, think about someone breaking right and i and i told i've told my mother-in-law this i've told my family you think about a person a man breaking in your home i would shoot that man <laughs> Yeah, but, but then messing with your kids, messing yep. with my kids, you know, that would have been the same type of offense to me. I would mm. have way, way would worse. Have what once? Yeah, and then think about a one-time offense versus over and over and over again, like programming your kid. Yeah, exactly. In, in a sexual manner that, you know, obviously they're they're gonna they're going to be dealing with this their whole life, which is what we do with all of our traumas. And we all have trauma, but it's like, (sighs) like you're harming my family. Just like I was saying, if someone comes to my house, I'm not going to even hesitate to shoot my gun. I'm not going to hesitate. You're harming my family. But why is there this, why is there this line drawn with society Mm. of like, what's appropriate and when can you self-defend? Cause if I would have seen it happening, what do you do in that moment? I mean, thank you God that I didn't walk in on that because I don't know what could happen my husband's a big guy, you know, he's a big guy. And so it's like, I don't even want to know what that could have looked like, you know? So what is your, so you and your husband are still together. And so how has that been in your marriage with everything going on? Like we go through hard things in life, but that, this is very, very hard, Jessica, what you went through. And like I said before, you are so inspiring for telling your story, but for me, like, I think I, if it was me beforehand, I think mm-hmm. I would pretty, before your healing process, before my healing process, I think that I would have not made it in my marriage. I would have just been, I, you are hard. so freaking strong. Damn. She is. You are strong. It's hard. She I is. And if you, like... and if you knew what she came from in her own childhood, you would, you would even think 
more so. Like is it kind of what you've been she's, through? She's a badass. Yeah, because you're a badass too. Yeah, she's been through different traumas, which just yeah. I'd love to go down that with you as maybe a Anytime. part two. Yeah, um, but because, I want to hear about her marriage. How she's yeah, keeping her. Yeah, going. I think that's. I think that's a great question. So it's hard being that it was, it was my husband's family that did this to my kids. Right. So it's hard to not, like, I had to be intentional. I had to separate my husband mm. from the extension of who he is because right. it wasn't him, even though my anger. And I mean, I had a medical grade nervous breakdown yeah. because of what was going on. It was a very difficult experience so obviously that takes a toll on every aspect of your life, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and we made a big move at the same time. That was very traumatic for me. I had like, I think 30 panic attacks driving across the state in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like my Jeez. husband drove his vehicle and I'm on the phone with him having a panic attack the entire time because I can't even cope with what's happening. Yeah. You know, like I left my, what? my house and my life in uh, literally overnight. Yeah. I just left it all. I literally bought a house online out of state and didn't even see it first. I don't, I didn't even know where I was going. <laughs> I mean, I remember, just wanted I to remember, run. I remember when you left and I remember yeah. like, I remember cause I didn't know everything going on. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I now knowing everything that's going on, I would have done the exact same thing. I would have gotten yeah. on a plane in a car and just got the F safe. out of California. Yeah, so just so, so just right. so our callers know firsthand that you guys are friends. Yes. You guys are friends. And how long have you guys been friends yeah. for? Jessica, has it been like six years? You know, it's been, a, I'm trying to think of Seven, when we actually maybe? met. I mean, Seven. the kids were little. Our because kids, yeah. our, kids, our kids were in church together. So, and you knew this I, guy too. I know the whole family. Yep. There you go. Um, yeah. And I love the whole family. So this was, yeah. this was a shattering yeah. thing for me as well. Yeah. Because my heart was broken for everyone involved except for. Yeah, Him. I just it was, so it, it just is. It's just one of those those things that you don't want to know about. <laughs> when you when you were driving and right. you were having those panic attacks, what uh -huh. what was your thought is just to get away from that state, get away from him, get away from all the drama, get away from all the chaos? Did it actually help moving away? It was the best decision I made. Bam. I bet. Bam. I, I, yeah. I bet. I, I mean, I would feel yeah. the exact same way. And I just want to put in there too, like knowing ev everyone involved in this, I actually went to go visit him in prison. What? Mm -hmm. Before I knew all the details. Yeah. yeah what I did, did he say to you? <sighs> Damn. I, okay. I, I... He, see the thing was is that he was there for me for a lot yep. of my stuff and yes. so yes. you get all you get mixed up. you get all mixed up in it and then you yeah. know I don't I don't I don't um wish that I didn't I'm glad that I went your feelings are I, your feelings I, you I had to I had to I had to sift for myself so yep. I'm not Sure. But 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 he did seem sorry. That now mind you, I didn't know everything at this point. I did not yeah. know what happened until I reached out to Jessica myself and talked to her. So yeah. at this point I didn't know all the details, but he did seem sorry. Like but, what did he yeah. say? But, but, what did he but say for though? Me, but for me, it's like it's it's what does sorry mean? What does it mean you're you're sorry for being caught? Does it mean 
Like, what the fuck does so- sorry? You're sorry because yeah. you're gonna get you know like what? bashed in prison. I mean, no, yeah. I just have it's- a different perspective now because it's like. I think I could have come to terms a little bit easier if you would have killed someone. <laughs> yeah. Like you hurt kids. Like, like not just kids, but, but you I hurt love everybody. But I love the, these kids too. Oh, I know yeah. the kids as well. Yeah. And so it just. It's personal. It's, it's very it's, up close and personal. And yeah. so then afterwards I was like, I, I mean, if I would have known the details afterwards, I would have gone to him with some different kind of vibes. So in his yeah. wife, his wife sees nothing wrong with this, right? Is that I wouldn't what, I wouldn't say that. Well, when was she married to him <laughs> still? Yeah, just do you want to speak to that? She <laughs> I, I don't married. know anything. I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah, she stayed. She stayed married to him through the first year, as they navigated the whole. Yeah, because she didn't. She didn't know. And then she did. File she didn't know everything forms. as well. Like she was. She had to. The more details that were shared, it was harder and harder for her to see through. He's very, um, he, he's very manipulative. So he, his sorriness and his sadness is very hard for someone who loved him for so long. I can't speak from a wife's perspective, but I can tell you I've got two women in my life who have lost their husbands to this in my in our family. And what I can say is both of them. One of them did stay. My mother-in-law, however, she did not stay. Okay, so there is a very difficult psychological thing that goes on for a woman who looks at her man that she still loves. That love yeah, can yeah. turn off overnight. You can even you can even be so angry and hate Absolutely. somebody and still yeah. love him at the same time. That's what's well, so well, confusing But the thing is, it. is she had to get uh, yeah, to the end of it for good herself. Point to make. But the but the thing is, is loving them that that's not going to go away. Right. But, but the staying together, staying connected to that person and maybe some other things that is probably what would be hard for me. I would say like, um, we weren't going to be able to maintain a relationship. And and that would be the same for me. I mean, um, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, a little more harsh than Jessica, but if it were my mother and that were to happen, I would be just. Well, what did her son do? Yeah. What did so do her son and her still have a relationship? Okay. Yes. And and that's and I don't. Yeah. I don't find do. anything wrong with that. Oh I, no, not no, at all. No. I I think he has a lot yeah. of healing to do because he was probably raised by that guy too, right? No, they came in at the same time. He, but his, yeah, his story is complicated because his biological father and his um, his stepfather both are in prison together. Okay. So how For, long is he and different and, parts of our family? And, and were do you affected. want to talk about the connection between the two? Um, so connection, meaning how they like where they line up in our family no, the similarities, or how, what like the, yeah. the acts. Yeah. So my husband's biological father had an appropriate relationship with a mm-hmm. half sister in our family she was um a young young lady um and then our stepdad um he had the inappropriate relations okay. with my children and they both got found out at the same time are they, within two are, weeks of each other that's what triggered yeah. my kids to speak so up. That, yes actually, somebody else's story triggered your kids to speak mm-hmm. up 
Look at that and see. That's wow. why we do. Yeah. That's why we share. Right. That's yeah. why we that's do why, what we do. That's why there's mm-hmm. so much shame that can hide out in the darkness. But when you bring it to light, it's like there it is. Can't there? It's it. It feels yeah. like like shame is just so opposite of of something we need to experience. When we just bring something to the light, it's like there it is. Yeah. And it feels free. That feels yeah. free. Like even though Absolutely. it wasn't an. It wasn't, and it will not be an easy journey for them about it, but at least they have the freedom of not, yeah. the, not hiding in the shame of it any longer. So, so that's right. And that's Jessica, what I want for them. Can I ask you, how long is he going to be in prison for? Yeah. So he has the option of parole, um, in 2032. So not very long at all. So, so he did a lot of time and they gave him credits because of COVID. So a lot of his sentencing got uh, shortened COVID. because of the pandemic. Um, yeah. Geez. So they gave all these like these extra benefits for being in jail instead of prison, being in jail for three years, you get extra time was, off. Okay. So what should have been 25 years plus got like lessened dramatically because of all the vari- variables and the fact that we refused to come put my kids through yeah. a trial. Oh yeah. And I'd love what to was hear his... a little bit about that though, so, because I think, um, you know, because you hear yeah. you were, you wanted to make sure this, this dude got, you know, what he, uh, what he needed to get. So what was his, what was his punishment though? What, what did it come down to? So, so he had two life sentences coming into the court. We had two life. he had two life sentences on him. And um, the DA was offering him a certain plea bargain. But if we wanted to, say, see those two life sentences fulfilled, we would have to put our kids through the mm-hmm. entire trial. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to yeah. create mm-hmm. any more trauma. It was already so bad. I, I'm not giving a ton of detail and layers. We can get into it if we ever do more. But there was so much going on in our house and so much that my girls had to walk through and deal with that mental health wise, I wasn't going to risk yeah. losing oh, them for the sake absolutely. of keeping him in oh, longer. Yeah. And that's what I was facing. Like my kids are too fragile. They're not okay. And I cannot have them. I, I, and I just think and too, Jess, like, wouldn't happen. it be nice if we could come up with a way that, that, w- that would never have to be. And yet, wouldn't have to set like, you know, a win-win for me would be them, um, being able to speak their truth, but not in front of him and not put through a trial. It's like that we need, we need to create some sort of new system around that. Wouldn't you say? Definitely. Because you would have, you would have completely done that if, if you didn't have to put your kids through even more torture, because that's even more trauma. Like they don't, they don't need to go through that. The justice system doesn't always they don't work ever either. Ever need to see his face nope. again? Nope. And I, I, yeah. So yeah, I know. So I, I, I agree. totally hear what you're saying. And uh, like, they can get through this though, Jessica. Yeah. That's what you, you're getting through it. They're gonna get through it, and yeah. you're doing the best damn 100%. job ever. She is such a badass. You right? are a badass. You are strong. I'm telling you. Just I told you, I told you. Are, you are stronger than a lot of other people out there. It's <laughs> stronger, yeah. I yeah, appreciate and- that. I think I'm, I'm thankful all the time for my upbringing. It was so rough and so hard. I have such a long story. But I truly believe that that prepared me for having to face yet another, another really high-profile mm-hmm. traumatic event in our life. It's like God knew, mm-hmm. like, you're going to need oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because he, he's so, not going to give you more than you can't handle. And, you got this. Well. You know, and even if I got too much, I still feel like I've, I, you know, I've been built into the strength, you yeah. know, for it. And so in that, I'm super thankful. It helps me see my own upbringing and my yeah. own trauma um, mm-hmm. differently. Oh, the perspective's yeah. just different. Going through this, it like resurfaced mm-hmm. my entire life in front of me, which is partly yeah. why I had a nervous breakdown. I needed to heal from things I hadn't seen in a long time right. that came up in me. And it really, honestly, like in and out all of this, like all of the pain and suffering, I'm telling you, I've screamed and cried. I, my husband had to drag mm. me off the bathroom floor. I can't tell you how many times because I couldn't stand mm. up because I was crying that hard. And I was so sad and distraught. Like I couldn't take one more phone call, mm. one more Ugh. VA conversation, one more message from a family member that was either upset or triggered by whatever. I couldn't take any more of it. And I just would literally be on the bathroom floor. Like I can't do this anymore, you know? Mm. And in that moment, going through just an 18 month nervous breakdown where I literally was like, I'm going to need a feeding tube. I can't eat. I can't drink. I'm like throwing up because of the stress. And I lost like all the way, which I don't even know how that's possible. And because I just, you're l- so little right now. Oh, I was. I, I can't. How even. little? How <laughs> little are you, Jess? I was. Yeah. So, um, I'm right now. I'm a much healthier weight. I am like pushing one twenty. Jen's like, so, I'm like, so I'm yeah. like, that's half of me. Like one sixteen to one twenty. No, not half of me. But that's me working that's for bad. it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, that's half of me, yeah. but it's not half she's, of me. She's a teeny little yeah. thing. Oh, I can't you... even imagine her losing like a pound. I... She's so small. Yeah. I was 15 pounds lighter getting into the new oh, state we moved gosh. into. I was 15 pounds lighter. So I was trying really hard to, you know, keep myself alive. And I lived off of like, just like my husband would blend me like juices with like fruits and vegetables in it. Cause I couldn't even swallow mm. like regular food. That's so, you know, we lived like that for a long time. I couldn't have a normal conversation cause I was having such severe anxiety oh. from what I was going through, just generalized anxiety. So mm. I needed a lot of care. The kids needed a lot yeah. of care. And Joseph was still mm. traveling yes. back and forth to California because his dad being gone now, it meant the whole business was kind right. of in his hands. And so he was gone five days out of the week. I saw him on the weekends for the first two yeah, years. Yeah, I remember that. Journey back, I... you know, from this. It was a lot. I was like single mom with three tra- traumatized kids most of the time. Like, how do I manage this? You know, so getting myself back to health was like one of the number one yep. priorities. You have so to help be good to help other too. people. Yes. Yeah. So it was a, it was a hard journey, but on the other end of it, the point I'm getting to is that in all of that, I was set free completely Mm. from a lifelong, lifelong journey of pain because it forced me to, Hey, I need to get well. I need to be okay. I got to be strong for my kids. What do I need to do to be the best damn version of myself? Yeah. Yeah. She sounds like us. That's why the three musketeers, I think it would work out. (laughs) No, I I, I was going to say the same thing. I I think all three of us have had that point in our life where we're like, we have to fucking heal ourselves. Um, We can't go on. We can't go on like this anymore. Something's got to change. Or I'm like, for me, it was like, I am either taking myself out of this or I'm going to heal. And it sounds like you were there too, Jess. I know Jen was there. I was. I was just on the cusp. Oh, yeah. I Yes, I was pacing the bathroom. Oh. I'm sitting literally in my closet right now, looking at the same space, 
or I had my mental breakdown and I said, I'm like, I think I'm going to kill myself. I literally, I, I've yeah. never been there before to the where I'm like, I can't live. I literally was like, this is going to kill. I'm going to die because I can't eat or I'm just going to end it. I can't do this. And I paced this tile on my floor for 30 minutes, crying and screaming, asking God to help me. My husband came in. He's like, we need to get you help. Made a phone call. And then that was it. Awesome. My life changed. Your I husband got the right is therapist. freaking I got a rock star. Yeah, I swear. Yeah. And that's. That's, yeah, he's yeah. You you had me tearing up. I was so like, oh my gosh, good. she's gonna talk about it because I suffer. I suffered yeah. from mental illness, and um, and I never it's experienced hard. anything that you went through at all. And so I'm like, damn, she yeah. had it so much worse. And I'm sitting here freaking complaining about my life. Like hearing that is like, oh. you just want to be there and help. And that's that's what this whole thing yeah. is about. Is you're helping other people. We're helping people. Mm -hmm. Like coming together as a community yeah. and having those resources. And then, right? but yeah, but then also showing the coming out yeah. of the other side. Yes. Like that's what I'm all about. Praise. It's like, yes. just tell me, just tell me that yes. no matter what I'm going through there, I, I'm going to get to the other side and I'm going to feel good, you know, instead of be, you were so yeah. used to feeling like utter shit for so long. It's like, <gasps> I was trapped. <sighs> I, I was yeah. literally trapped in a prison and I said, I feel like I can't, get out of this. I, I remember people trying to call me and I couldn't even answer the phone. I was pacing. I was, I was doing grounding. I was like grabbing clothing and being like, I can feel this. What can I smell? What can I, because my anxiety was so severe. I couldn't go, I couldn't even go anywhere. And I had problems. Right. With I was going to say that. Oh, that's what I was going to you know, telling me about just, that years ago, about this anxiety yeah, that you, yeah. that you, um, experienced. Yeah. Just all the trauma all the trauma in my home and just never having an environment of peace, like it always being chaotic and abuse and violence and domestic issues mm -hmm. and all the things that went on that you can imagine that you see in books or stories or movies. That was my life. You know, I mean, there was gun violence. There was so much going on and it's like coming out of that and then trying to figure out like, what normal feels I don't, like I don't know what that feels yeah, like yeah what is that yeah you know? what is normal <laughs> I, I mean definitely I not what is like that normal. but I don't think none of us have I think all of us go through our own journeys and all of us go through our own walks of life and just to go through it and be stronger it sounds like you are just stronger you're better you're mm. you're doing better she you're, took 100 100 percent responsibility for her life that's what that's what we all did when we decided Absolutely. that we were not just going to live yeah be, and be live in that, in, that, in that state of mind we were going to overcome it and we were going to be like for me so freaking happy i don't i don't care what i have to do i'm going to be so freaking yes. happy and that's my only goal you created so your experience yeah. goal that's it you created it yeah i have to rip away the expectations i have of my of myself or what other people mm -hmm. have of me and just realize that like I get to be me. That's a beautiful And thing. I get to like be set free from all of the things that like encompassed who I was, who I wasn't really, yeah. if that makes sense. Like it just shapes me into this person right. that I'm just not. And I the, like the real person was inside of right. me just waiting to get out all this time. I just didn't know how to find her. And when going through this experience with my kids, it like forced me to find that person that I just yeah. wanted and needed, you know? And it was just life-changing just at, I mean now I'm like back in my normal like we we run businesses my husband and I together we have like physical locations where we're 
you know, staying yeah, busy. Tell us about, yeah. Tell us about staying the businesses. Active. Tell us about the good things. Let's yeah. hear all the good things. Yeah. So in this whole process of moving out of state, we ended up being like, you know what, let's start a life here. We like it here. So let's, you know, where I, I was in school for, to be a holistic, you know, medicine doctor. So I'm like, Hey, I'm going to finish school and we're going to, we're going to create something here for our family. And so we did, we, you know, opened up supplement, you know, smoothie stores Ooh, and smoothies. we've been just at that game the last we'll, we'll go we'll yeah. come we'll come over there and and pick up a smoothie from you jess heck yeah yeah i love that make that trip yeah so we we do that and we team up and he still travels here and they're back to california but you know mostly we're just together all the time it literally took our family where we were going all different directions and it helped us refocus like what's mm. most important to us being together building a life together so you know it has been such a blessing and we've just been able to really refocus on what means most to us and not take anything for granted. You know, we don't have a lot of faith and trust in people. Mm, so that's yeah. something that yeah. we'll have to continue yeah. walk through. But, you know, in, this, in the other breath, it's like it's kind of good because sometimes overly over trusting someone. So isn't do you do anything different so, now that you didn't do back then just to you know, protect yourself, protect your kids. Like what, what can you, not to say that anything can be done different, but to, to talk to the viewers out there who are listening, like what could they like uh-huh. look for? Should they not tr- trust everybody a hundred? I mean, what would you do? Right. So it's really, really hard. And it's a question I've been asked before as well, but you just never know what someone's capable of. And you just have no way to full the fully like hundred percent proof protect yeah, your kids because the majority of these cases happen inside Jeez. your house. So unless you just never allow your kids to be alone or sleep over, like I don't allow my kids to go have sleepovers at anybody's house. Okay. They don't that's, go to that's... anybody for any sleepovers. I don't no friends' houses. And it's no so funny because we're like like I I, I me and yeah. Jeff like I'm like, nope. You're not staying the night at anybody's houses because more yeah. shit happens at people's houses. Like, I mean, it did happen to yeah, us, but well, that's another story. Right. Yeah. I've had my yeah. own experiences growing up in environments like that. And, you know, I just know for me what's safest for us is that they are just, they're mm-hmm. here in our house where I know they're safe. And it's not that you overprotect. They still have freedoms. They still go, you know, out with their friends and I'll, bring them to the mall. We'll go hang out, but they Uh like to be with me. Like, I don't have the relationship with my kids where they don't want to be around me. Like they're like, mom, let's go to the gym together. Let's go do this. You know, we're always together. They work. Yeah. They work for us at our stores. Like we're always together. So So, your, your situation from before brought this. Mm -hmm. Now your kids are with you. Brought this tight relationship. They talked to me about everything and all things because it it, like took the shame of are trustworthy you know that you have their their best interests their voice yeah I mean for for me I I feel like it's important to trust people of course if you you're going through a thing where like it's hard you 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 have to work that back but um for I think it's just a matter of trusting certain things from people like you're just avoiding certain situations by like 
not doing sleepovers. Like you're just, you're just avoiding your, and, yeah. and possibly just giving everyone a little bit more peace of mind because it's really not that important of a thing anyways. Like I, I get that sleepovers are fun, uh-huh. but it's like not that big of a deal. I think it's to like whatever. Not, to not do it. You no, know what I'm but saying? I don't. So it's like, if, if it gives you right. peace of mind, great. But, but I hope that your right. kids get to the place where they, they do trust people and that they do, um, and, and that they, yeah, too. they know that like w- with Derek's experience as a law, as a, as a police officer for so long and now being out of it, yeah. he had mm-hmm. a really uh, skewed perspective of people. I remember him just being, thinking that everyone was bad. And I had to just tell him, listen, I know that you're dealing with these kind of people all day, every day, but not everyone is like that. Yes. You know, and these people are not like that. So it's just, exactly. you, you know, you can't take this small percentage of people and then categorize them as this is like how everyone is. It's like, no, that is just one tiny little bad apple in the bunch. And, um, I hope you can trust. And it doesn't mean that you trust by like putting all your guards down. You got to learn to trust little by little. Like I I tell my kids, I'm like, you, 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 you learn people gradually, right? You learn them gradually and you, you, you study them and you watch Mm -hmm. them. Right. Let them in slow. Um, and, and certainly not Mm -hmm. everyone, but you, you can trust yourself right? You can trust yourself and your intuition always knows, like, just like your kids knew they, their intuition knew they just were trained. Oh, we can't, it's, it's it's what I tell my kids. We're trained. Oh, the, if, if an adult is telling you to do this, you better do it. I'm like, that's bullshit. If you don't want to do the thing, you tell that adult, no, because you, an adult is not, um, more respected than you, you, are the respected one. So you get, you gave so much knowledge Mm -hmm. just on this. It's amazing because it's knowledgeable for me. I, I am that parent that is like, no, you're not staying the night at people's houses. I kept my kids in a bubble. I'm getting better and better at it, but how the world is today out there. Like, I guess you're, you do create your experiences. So whatever you create out there is going to be your experience, but there are bad people. Not all bad people are bad, but or not all people are bad, but there are bad people out there. And so I feel like the knowledge that you gave is amazing. And Mm -hmm. the one thing that I can say that I always said to my, my kids, and I still say, because a doctor once said it to me, not that all doctors are right. Let me tell you, they're not, but I was, I was always (laughs) told like, or asked, um, has anyone touched you where your swimsuit covers? And that's how it's always been perceived. So the mm-hmm. knowledge that you gave today is the signs to look for, um, the things, I mean, and everything yeah. that you overcame. It's just so powerful, yeah. so good, so good. Yeah. I appreciate that. And that was the next thing I was going to say is, you know, really communicating with your kids at a really young age. And you, it's uncomfortable because you don't expect yeah. to have to have a conversation with a first grader. But in reality, it's mm-hmm. just what could happen and when you're aware that it could happen you know people's stories it's even more of a reason to be like hey let's communicate about this we're going to spend an hour sitting all the kids down talking about this you know and I think that I wish we would have done that I wish we would have known but we were just always in an environment of what we felt was trustworthy so there was no real conversation with them about appropriate touching not appropriate touching but you know 
Yeah. It's good to know. Yeah, there wasn't a huge conversation. That was how we'd say things here and there, but it was never like a Mm, serious sit down. Like if anybody ever makes you uncomfortable, mm. please tell us. Please, I like you know. that one. But yeah, it was like never like here. Because it's the whole intuition yeah, it, thing, right? Like you're you're teaching them to to be led yes. by their own intuition. You know, if, if someone gives you a feeling. You better tell yeah. me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah because they were they threatened. You know, it was, they were too scared. And you know, what's so interesting is when they got into their grade level school, like I want to say fifth grade, they went through sex education. So like when all this was coming out, a lot of that was triggering some of it as well because they learned that why was, oh, he was doing that because that's what he was doing in front of us. Like they didn't even understand that he was masturbating in front of them while they were naked. Like they didn't understand why does he do that? Do you understand? Like they were just kind of groomed into it to where it's like, that's that's just what he does. But, oh, wait, that's a sexual thing that is happening to us. You know, so... Like they couldn't even connect the dots. So it was like that whole part where parents were always like, you're not going to sex ed. No, no, no. That's like, I don't want you to listen to that from the school. It's like, actually, yeah. no, that was super helpful. See, yeah. And, because and you, my kids got triggered enough to say right. like, that's what happened so, to so, me, mom. So <laughs> like, cause I told Jen once she freaked out because I told her, I started talking to my kids about sex at like two and three. And I want what not descriptive, like just real general stuff, but it's because I believe that knowledge is, is, well, not all knowledge is power, but it's, it's knowledge for them to know the way things work and what's acceptable at certain stages of the game. It's not, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. Sex is not a bad thing, but there is a good context for it. Something that, you know, obviously when two people are in it together, uh, you know, obviously there's all, all these components to it, but I started talking to them to, to them about it when they were small, because I wanted it to be a topic that was so normal for us that they could tell me all Good throughout the years, whatever questions that they had, they'd come to me and not do what I did and learn everything from people so at school, good. which yeah. was all distorted and weird information. What I and learned I, at school. I, I went that way with it. Exactly. Yeah. And you kids, know me, Jess, know. I lost my dad <laughs> from a sexually transmitted disease when I was 11. Yes. I had no idea what sex yes. was. I had no concept of it. I didn't know what men had in their pants, yes. that it was different than mine. So for me, I wanted my kids to have the education part of it. So I've always talk to them about it. Um, so I love that you touched on that. And I am so thankful. Like, I really want to do a part two of all this because I'd love to go back through your childhood and where this all began from you, because like, obviously the stages of life, it just would be so wonderful. So are you up for that sometime? I part am totally two. Awesome. Yeah, I am. And and who knows, yeah. it could be it could be live. You could be here yes, in our studio. I would love that. Filming with us. That would be amazing. That would be really fun to be in person. I have no problem with Yay, that. I can make time it. for it. So for sure. well, thank you so Jess, much. I have a question for you before we before we end. Do you have a specific quote that you okay. you live by or that you want to share or that you just absolutely adore? The concept that I live by is None of my pain is in vain because I use it to oh, inspire bam. others. Now. Yeah, my like, job. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good, Jess. It has changed and reformed the way I feel about my suffering. My suffering is has been so good because of that. I've seen so many people's lives um, change because I of love our that. story. If you, that's how so, I feel too, yeah. Jess. 
You guys are amazing. Hey, yep. hey, I had to say one more thing. <laughs> so, you know, when he does yeah. get out of prison, Tammy can beat some ass. So I have to tell you, she was at my house last night. Okay. You're going to listen to the story because it's so funny because we will be your, we will be your protectors. Okay. okay? Well, I won't. Tammy will. We will not. I will. Tammy Just. will. Yeah, I know. So, Tammy can so draw. I tell my husband we're laying in bed, or so me and Tammy are talking um, yesterday afternoon, and she's like, "Yeah, my uncles taught me to, you know, fight. I want to do MMA. I was always fighting, and we do. Okay, so we do this tongue thing called the Harris tongue, and they like make a Harris okay. tongue, and they make it like when they're mad, they get so mad. Yeah, that's it. That is so weird. And I think I seen that one time on her. I think we were, yeah. I, it's funny I, because oh my. in my family growing up, the Harris tongue gave us like supernatural strength. That's what we thought. That's what you thought. So you bite your tongue. It looks <laughs> it so looks like weird. You have no teeth. It looks like you're like an old person. But so I was laying down That's with hilarious. my husband, and Tammy put a couple pressure points on me that like weren't nice at all. I don't know why you I even barely touched, me. touched her. She wanted to know where the pressure points were. I just <laughs> barely pushed. So, so oh, yeah, I'm laying down with my husband floor. last night yeah. and I'm like, so I was talking to Tammy, Eric, and when we're at the pool and you're doing the undertaker on me, Tammy said that she can drop you. And he's like, that's cute. <laughs> and I was like, legit, she was raised by men who like showed her how to fight. Like they, they fought and he goes, okay, well I'm a man and she's not going to do that. Like that doesn't happen. And I'm like, no, she could really, she has pressure points. And he's like. I'm a grown man. I was like, she fought grown man. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I was like, Tammy knows it all. And he goes, this is cute. So when are you going to get to the part where you're joking? I was like, no, she's a badass dude. She's like, what you're watching right now, you're watching yeah. the She-Hulk. That's Tammy. She will drop kick you. She-Hulk. So all this to say that Tammy that's can kick funny. ass. And so when he gets out, let's do it. I'm just kidding. That That's not a threat. <laughs> But no, little, that was funny. Yeah, little small yeah. gang. Don't worry, Jess. I'll take care of him. She'll do the Harris That's tongue something. on him. I will. Yeah. <laughs> some ass. Well, That's we... so funny. Thank you for making me laugh. I love it. We would have fun together. Yeah. Okay, my love. Well, thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. We're going to wrap this up, but we, we okay. are going to see awesome. you soon. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to My Anonymous Friends.